Yeah, it's they're not. Way, a, Thanos is a part. Of, it has like deviant DNA. Yeah, and the yeah. Eternals should have shown up, and they didn't. Yeah, hmm. that's what they said. Was like it was like we were instructed not to do anything unless unless deviants were yeah, involved, but, and it's like he is part deviant in the comics. Obviously, they didn't. <clears throat> Explain that in the movies because that would have just been too much for everybody to handle. What the fuck's yeah. a deviant? They're well, just well, also that's what it's like. Okay, like he's like, it's so hard. Like you know how he's technically like born on Titan. Yeah. So he has like like so like there's these different like almost celestials. Like they're almost like celestials or like these like primordial kind of like powers in the MC in the comic book version of the universe and then they pass down this gene which is kind of what makes Thanos like as so powerful as he is like not all titans not all of his race are that strong but since he carries the deviant gene I think is like why he was like able to kind of do what he does Mm -hmm. he's basically like a Hercules like a demigod yes exactly exactly they kind of like carry this gene down I'm pretty sure from either the celestials or primordial or other like primordial ones like Galactus (laughs) and other ones because like in this one you know you know in the Marvel movies there's that one planet nowhere Oh yeah, it's the severed head of a celestial. Okay, and they start going into it, and I think the cutscene is it. That's what I was reading about it. And in, in the Eternals cutscene, yeah, at the end of the movie, because they basically we, we they take watch that. they we take on like, another Fuck one. This, we're done. <laughs> they take on another another celestial in the movie, and they try to like take it down and stuff. And then it also like kind of raises the question as to like, okay, well, if the planet nowhere is a severed celestial head. And it took the Eternals, like, grouping up all together to kill this one. What the fuck did that to that one? <laughs> well, I mean, isn't that what happened, like, in the Venom lore? Like, the Celestials grouped up, killed the dude who, like, made... Well, no, they just came in. Like, basically, they're... Okay, so, like, yeah. So, where Venom comes from is, like, there's basically nothing. Like, back in... There's just the primordial... The start of the universe, basically. Yeah, there was, the, there was, like, no universe at all. And then, boom. Like, the Celestial is just, like... Well, before then, it was just darkness, and then this guy. And I, I can't remember his name, like yeah, Null or something. <laughs> For real, it's like the symbiote god. It's like, okay, so like... So they were the originals. You know how, like, Pretty- Venom says there's, like, a giant hive mind of, like, billions of yeah. billions of symbiotes on a planet? They're, the planet isn't a planet. It's just all of the symbiotes... Together, together around this guy to make like a prison for to him. make like a giant. They like all, all his entire race, which is just billions and billions of symbiotes, just literally come together and surround their god. Which is, I'm pretty sure his name is like Null or something like that. But yeah, before there was anything, there was just darkness and this motherfucker. So he's the biggest badass of them all. Yes, the Celestials come in and they're just like, hey. They don't even know about him. They just, like, pop into existence, and they're like, all right, we're going to start making shit. And he's like, uh, no, this was my home, and I was fucking happy with it being dark. (laughs) Fuck you. And he starts going on a celestial killing rampage. So, yeah, like, Venom's, like, fucking God is, like, the dude of all dudes. And then Venom ends up, but Venom ends up, I'm pretty sure, killing him. In the new comics that come out, he, like, I'm pretty sure Venom does something where he ends up killing that dude. So it's like, of course crazy because venom's supposed to be like the, an outcast in his world yeah and he's 
technically one of the weakest ones yeah but that's still that origin story of that like the god of symbiotes or whatever don't they fucking end up, like nuts. killing one of the like celestials and then uses his head for the forge or something like that yeah i think that's where he like stays at he like killed one of them he like he like showed himself to him and like killed one of them and they're just like okay we're not gonna fuck with that guy anymore <laughs> and then the one that he killed he just like kept his head and he used you it as a forge yeah it's just like okay which <laughs> is kind of cool because i always like venom I never really knew like much about him growing up, but he was still like my favorite Spider-Man anti-hero villain. I never thing. knew anything about him until like the third yeah, Spider-Man three. Like, oh, that's oh, a, that Man. was when you were first introduced to Venom. Yeah. I remember growing up and like yeah, we were playing video Man. games, the old cartoons. I didn't like read the comics like <laughs> a f- super fan, but I did like Spider-Man that original Spider-Man were ones cartoon? that I yeah, yeah I used to actually get the comics if I'd see them. I wasn't again. I wasn't like a super fan. It was like get every single one of them, but I always tried to get anything Spider Man. I forgot my hands on. And Venom was so cool. Venom was just awesome because he, because like he, Spider Man can't sense some of the spider sense. He's impervious to it, and basically he mimics like everything Spider Man does too, or anything he touches. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just so cool. Because when he gets those black fucking the black webs, and he's slinging around the city like that. Mm Hmm. Comes out in the fucking suit yeah. like all swagging. Because <laughs> he gets a new attitude like in the first Sam Remy one. Yeah, he's got some big dick energy. Yep. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> they like made him like like turn him back into like a 1970s weirdo. Did you see the new conspiracy with the Spider-Man trailer? Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I What's happening? to be honest, so before it was even a theory, I, I can I can show you the messages. So, but if it would only be if you could like do the dates by time. But as soon as Drew, as soon as the trailer came out, me and Drew were talking about mm-hmm. it. And the very next morning, I was like, "Dude, look at this!" Is like the lizard isn't even jumping towards anything. I was like, when he jumps off the scaffolding, I was like, he's just jumping straight forward, yeah. and Spider Man's like way up top, and, and it's just like there one where Doc Ock's just like, "Hi, Peter," but he's looking at Peter. And it shows something. That's behind. been from the get go. Okay. Like that was from the very first trailer. This one is where like they basically say that they're like showing footage from the movie and editing, editing Spider. Yeah, and that was one where there's the big because scene where like Spider Man. Apparently, they're like up on this big tower or whatever, and it's like Electro's up there, Sandman's in the background, and Lizard's there, and Peter Parker or Spider Man just like jumps towards them. When he jumps towards him, he's kind of like jumping towards like Electro. And Sandman's, like, being, like, a big old sand thing in the back. It's not even, like, he's just, like, a person. But the lizard, like, when he jumps, it's just, like, if he's actually... He's just jumping to his death or something because he's, like... Because, yeah, like, Spider-Man's just, like, 20 feet above him and he's not even looking at him. Like, he just jumps straight out and his claw comes out and he's just, like, looking here and he's up here. It's, like, I don't know what you're doing there, buddy. So they're just saying that that might be... They're just, like, editing parts... They're just editing and the characters out. Toby are in it, and Marvel and Sony are well, editing them out okay, for yeah. the trailers. Okay. Well, they've always done that. Marvel's know, always like funny. So I, yeah. didn't know, I didn't know about like that strict like just editing them out part. Yeah. I, didn't, I mean, I know they definitely like take scenes and like put them out of order and like make it so like you think something's happening, but mm-hmm. it's totally the opposite. Well, that's what I was telling the other day about Infinity War. Remember, like the yeah. big scene where they're running down through the field and stuff. And in the, the trailer, big and green. Yeah, in the trailer, the Hulk was just the regular Hulk. And there was like a whole bunch of other characters that were there. And then when it actually happened, yeah, he's in the Iron Man suit. Yeah, he's yeah. in the Iron Man suit. And some of those characters aren't even in that fucking scene. They're like somewhere else 
completely or not even in the fucking movie at all or something like that. So it's like Marvel does this shit all the time. I mean, but I don't think that old yeah. Spider-Mans are going to be in the new one. I mean, I if think they, that's what I mean is like one amazing yeah. job of keeping it. That's what I mean is time. like fucking Mike's like Mike doesn't think it's happening. Me and Drew happen. are like are just I, like I, I, I agree. Like, I want it to happen, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I'll be amazed if it does. But yeah, me and Drew are like trying to like watch all these trailers and decipher whether it's gonna fucking happen or not, and it's just fucking funny. I think people just like hype themselves up so much into it, and it's just just because. It's but you just dude, the, it's gonna be the worst movie. Like, it's gonna be the worst flop ever. It's literally going to be the worst flop ever. It's going to be hilarious, I think. But so many people are going to see it just to find out. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's going to watch it. It's still... I don't know. It's, uh... That's why I'm so excited to watch. Yeah, December's going to be a hell of a fucking... Hell of a month. Did you guys see The Wheel of Time at all? It's, uh... It's basically Amazon's Game of Thrones. Hmm. Like, it's... Like one of like the best selling like book series of all time, and they're like making it into a TV show. The first three episodes are out now, and then uh, new episodes every Friday. And it's on Prime right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. I liked it. It's kind of they kind of changed some stuff in the books, but most of it's still pretty much the same. I mean, I get like why. Like, I mean, it's like 12, did you read the books? Yeah, it's like 12, 13 books. So I mean, I think the first season this is going to be book one. I'm gonna just try to break it down that way. Mm-hmm. Did Game of Thrones do it that way? Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty much. It started off like that because, like, obviously <laughs> when it first started out, they didn't know Game of Thrones was going to be what it was. So, like, the fir- the very first season, like, pretty much is the first book almost to a T. Well, it just gets weird with Game of Thrones. Because the actual Game of Thrones, like... Okay, sorry. The actual series, A Song of Fire and Ice, because that's actually what the series is called. A Game of Thrones is only the first book. Yeah. But that, so they call the series the t- the TV adaptation a Game of Thrones, but it's really A Song of Ice and Fire. That is fucking way so different than what you, like you see on TV. Like yeah. for the mo- like the stuff that happens like does happen in the book, but there's so much other stuff that just like there's so many other characters that you like and there's more yeah, mystical as there's so many more mystical aspects to it. Like even ca- even like the red woman, like Melisandre and stuff like that, like she's a fucking she's crazy. She's like hundreds of years old and she's like a fucking shadow bender from a shy so she's like yeah this bitch is like nuts <laughs> yeah, I mean there's all that crazy shit when fucking the Khaleesi goes to fucking Murr or whatever and yeah like the shadow people there like the they like copy themselves and stuff like that yep there's uh Lady Stoneheart so Catelyn Stark uh when she dies at the Red Wedding she like comes back to life due to something but her like throat still slit and she can't talk she's basically a walking zombie but like her men from the north still follow her and she just tries to kill everyone that's a Lannister or a Bolton it's the grand just like they just cut her completely from the from the show uh fuck one of them is uh, uh he's from Game of Thrones I can't remember who he plays but he's uh like one of the main characters dads in the Wheel of Time yeah Fuck, I wish I could remember his name. Just like Rob Stark and Jon Snow are playing in the Eternals. No, I want to say he was like a Lannister or something, but I don't remember. Was it Jamie? No. Lancel? 
I don't. I don't. Remember. I don't <laughs> Damn. Know. I was like, you have a computer right now, you do. Yeah, my computer shit though. Put it on there was an episode where we were like sitting here waiting for his computer just to turn on for like ever. <laughs> Gotta turn it on before you even get here. So just stay tuned up. It's hilarious. But what's up? This is Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. Pappy. I'm Mike. <laughs> and Grandma. Mike's looking something up right now. Yeah. <laughs> What an intro. Alright, we'll wait and do that again. I wasn't ready. <laughs> we'll wait till Mike figures out, finds what he's looking for. Oh yeah, I don't know where I remember that. Michael McElhatton. <laughs> Michael McElhatton. Oh, it's yeah. uh, Roose Bolton. Yeah, Roose Bolton. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't know the show. Game of Thrones. I know. I still don't. I still haven't watched it. I yeah. watched all of it, but that's funny. He's in the new show you're watching. Oh yeah, yeah. He's uh. He's also in Wheel of Time. Yeah, he's in Wheel of Time. He's like the father of one of the main characters. That's like it's kind of different from Game of Thrones too. It's not like all these houses and shit like that is only like a couple main characters. I mean, there's still like I don't know, like five or six, but still, it's not like. Wonder if he'll get killed by this one too. Not literally everyone in the entire kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing about the books. There's so many more people. It's fucking ridiculous. It's Which show right now? Game of Thrones. Okay. It, <laughs> fair enough. Dude, it's fucking crazy. There are so many different houses, sigils, like, bannermen to these people, like, yeah, the whole just, like, fucking... Tiny houses that they never talk about. Or, like, they just show up in, like, the background of, like, a great hall meeting, you know? It's just, like, it's insane. And, I, and I'm reading... Um, his new book fire and blood which is like the 300 year history of the targaryen kings so it's like just one fucking family and 300 years of their fuck it's great dude of them just like the making his own kingdom yeah they're, i mean they're pretty good they're uh it's a lot yeah. i actually i also got a knight of the seven kingdoms which is the three different novellas that he made of the duncan egg series oh yeah so it's like okay um have you watched it Game of Thrones. Okay, not Ma- all of it, but most of it. So Maester Aemon, you know his. Remember how he talks about uh, the old guy from the uh, Castle Black, yeah. the Night's Watch. Yeah. Now he talks about his brother Aegon, the King. So there's these like mini stories that he made either before or during, like while he made the Game of Thrones series, and it's basically about how that Aegon. He's like a little kid, and he run, and he finds this like hedge knight, which is like a traveling mercenary kind of like a knight, and he just kind of like tags along with him. But the knight isn't like a bad mercenary. He's just kind of like no, he wants to be a travel. Yeah, he's like a guy. He's a guy from the gutter, and he wants to be like a he wants to be like a noble knight and a good guy and stuff like that. And this like kind of like prince just like waddles around with him the whole time and for like the first story he doesn't even know he's a prince like he just like he threatens to like beat him a bunch of times because he's being just a little twerp (laughs) and stuff like that and then they end up realizing that he's like a prince and he ends up like helping him out and stuff and then they go on adventures together and it was like this kind of like beginning sort of i think it takes place like 90 years before the events of game of thrones but it also in the show yeah, but there's a lot of different stuff that leads up, like, during their stuff that, like, leads, up to, leads Game to Game of Thrones. And then you got, like, The World of Ice and Fire, which is, like, it's another book, which, like, 
explains like all of Westeros and like Essos and Sothorios, which are the other continents. Like Westeros is the continent that Game of Thrones is about, but then there's like the other continent called Essos, which is the eastern one, and there's another one called Sothorios, which nothing's even there. Like Essos is just a big continent with like a whole bunch of different like colonies and countries and and different people and stuff like that. I was reading, I was like watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos on like all of like Essos and stuff, and it was fucking nuts. Like with the Shadowlands of Ashai, and that's why like that's why I mean like Game of Th- like the books Game of Thrones is way fucking different than what you see in the real Game of Thrones. Or sorry, on the not the real the, the TV show. Yeah. Uh. In the Wheel of Time, it's almost, like, post-apocalyptic in a way. Really? Because, like, it's a world where there's, like, magic and stuff like that. There's really, there's, like, humans, and there's, like, there's, uh, like, beast men, basically. Like, uh, you see that guy, uh, Michael McElhatton, he fights off one, like, the first episode of Three Badass. Uh, but pretty much, like, the world before, there was, like, they called it the breaking of the world. Like, but before that, the world was, like, pretty much a utopia. They hadn't, like, they used magic to, like, do everything where everyone, like, lived peacefully and stuff like that. Hmm. But, uh, then this breaking happens because people were trying to get more magic power and they dug into the prison that held, like, the dark one. Like, the all, all evil in the universe, like, the creator made a prison to keep him, like, in check, basically. Hmm. Uh, and they, like, just digging deeper trying to find more power and they actually like bored a hole into his prison and like basically let him out so that tainted the one power which is like the magic system in it and so men who channeled like that's what they call like using magic they call it like channeling uh they would like go crazy then and like the main basically like one of the most powerful guys he ended up like going crazy and breaking the world like he killed his whole family he destroyed like his whole city he was in from having Uh, dark magic well, and they call him the dragon. Like, the dragon broke the world. Hmm. And uh, it's about, like, the, like the, the story like, that you read is about the dragon reborn, who they say, like, will come and, like, break the world again and make it anew. <laughs> Sounds like a cool series. It's really good. Like, I definitely recommend it. I have to try, try it out. And they just started. Yeah. Yeah, the first three, like, they put, like, the first three episodes out at once, and then, like, every week now they're going to put one out. At least for the first season, I'm sure they've got renewed for two more seasons. I saw, so that's good. Yep. I'm gonna have to get those books. <laughs> Basically, like if, if they find like men that can channel, there's like there's been, the White Tower is like the center of like the magic in the world, like they're like the authority on it, and only like only women are allowed to channel because they don't go crazy from it. And so hmm. they send women out to go find men who can channel, and then they gentle them. That's what they call it. Like they basically like sever them from the source, so they can't use magic at all anymore. Hmm. And that basically is like, it, it's almost like a fucking uh, lobotomy, basically. Like where people are just like broken afterwards, and they don't even have like the will to live and stuff like that. Like some will just like stop eating, and they just they don't care anymore. Just becoming desolate. Well, it's either that, or you end up going crazy from it eventually, and then you usually end up killing yourself and other people. <laughs> <laughs> kill yourself while you're sane or do it when you go crazy yeah pretty much a lose-lose <laughs> but it, I don't know it, it's, it's a really good story I like it a lot of crazy shit happens seems like <laughs> seems interesting <clears throat> they, they're like the main characters are what they call like Tavirin so they like the pat like the they call everything that happens, like, in the world, like, it's because of the pattern. Like, that's what, like, led some, like, something to happen. It's because, like, the pattern wills it. 
This was all about like the wheel of time. Like mm. the, the circle goes around, ages come and go, and like once and it's like there's like a saying in it. It's like once the age, like once the like news of ages like turn to myths and legends, eventually they even fade, and then eventually like that age will come again. Hmm. And it's like it's literally all about like just like just the wheel keeps turning, but uh like the pattern is like what causes everything to happen. Like the one power drives the pattern. And there's, like, people they call Tiberian who can, like, basically the pattern, like, warps around them to, like, help them. Like, they're, like, the people that, like, the pattern put in place to, like, make certain things happen. Hmm. And so, like, that's what the main characters all are. They're all, like, Tiberian. Like, so weird shit keeps happening around them. Like, people find that they, like, say a lot more than they mean to around them. And stuff like that, yeah. And, like, the Dark One's after them the whole time, like, sending his, like, forces after them. It starts out, like, basically Aragorn, like, copied... Like, you know, like, the Aragorn movie. Yeah, basically, like, copy, like, the beginning where, like, they're in, like, a little village, and then, like, they get attacked by, like, all these, like, beast monsters and stuff, and they have to flee the village. Like, that's pretty much, like, the first episode. Hmm. It's really good. Like, I like it a lot. Hmm. I'll have to watch The Wheel of Time. Yeah, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime. Pretty much everyone has Amazon Prime, so. <laughs> you order online from Amazon, you're going to be a Prime member. Yeah. But what's up? This is Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. I'm Michael Clossy. Pappy. And Grandma. It worked this time. <laughs> it fucking worked this time. 20 minutes in. Whatever. You could have left it. What do we got this week, Mike? Oh, we just got some news stories. Some decent ones. Fair enough. I dig it. <laughs> you want to get into one? Yeah. That's why we're here. <laughs> So there's a man charged uh, in a scam, but he missed court because he's dead, his lawyer says. He was involved in a scam, mm-hmm. but then he's not And he has a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Dead man has a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a man charged with running a scam that cheated a woman out of more than $80,000 missed a recent court date and was supposed to be rearrested. But his attorney says that would be impossible because his client has been dead for months. Uh... Johnny Masesa's attorney told state attorneys in June that he received a death certificate saying his client died from complications of malaria in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, where he okay. has family. <laughs> uh, the Connecticut Post reported police and federal authorities have been unable to confirm the authenticity of the death certificate. Uh, him and others are charged with scamming a Connecticut woman out of $83,000 by posing as representatives of Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes. The woman told authorities someone called her and said that she was in the running for a prize but needed to transfer money in order to claim it. Uh, some of the money wound up in the account under Masesa's name. Yeah, if anyone ever calls you and is like, hey, you want a prize, are you going to pay us something? <laughs> if, you, if you gotta pay for it, you didn't win anything. <laughs> you won this prize, but you had to pay 83 grand for it. <laughs> you know what? Sounds a hard bargain. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds valid. Uh, the 45-year-old was arrested in 2019 and pled not guilty and posted a $25,000 bond using a Florida address. Uh, he was scheduled in court for the November 4th but didn't appear. Uh, the state attorney, Howard Stein, told the, uh, the newspaper that death certificates were written in hand and appeared to have several spots where corrections were made with correction fluid. Okay. Okay. Uh, the judge ordered him rearrested and held on a hundred thousand dollars bond if he reappears. 
He's not coming back. Wait, it's basically if he's dead or he just can't come back to the country. Yeah, right, yeah, it's kind of. So is he actually? So the thing he's actually in fucking Congo right now? All right. They have a death certificate for him. I mean, they're not gonna send people to the Congo to look for him. That's for sure. <laughs> it's just like it's pretty much like if you come back to the America, like you're you, you at least have this warrant out for you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe he got away with 83 grand. Woo! They only said a portion of it, though. Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure going to the Congo that'll last you a while. <laughs> yeah, the jungle doesn't kill you. What are you going to buy in the Congo? <laughs> I don't know, I bet money still works there. <laughs> somewhere. There's a city somewhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And they don't take your American fucking paper. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> they might. It's still valid for now. Bitcoin hasn't taken everything. That's a fucking joke. I'm tired of it. I think it'd be easier to use paper money in the Congo than probably Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So there was a Filipino megachurch founder who forced girls and young women into sex, telling them it was for God's will. And they believed him? For 15 years, they believed him. For 15 years, they believed him. Wild. <laughs> like, what? Between 2002 and 2018, Apollo Carrion Quiboli, the founder of a Philippines-based megachurch, and his accomplices recruited women and girls as young as 12 to work as his personal assistants or pastorals, the prosecution said. God wants you to suck my dick. <laughs> or you're going to go to hell. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. Under Quiboli and his accomplices ordered women and girls prepared his meals, cleaned multiple residents in the Philippines and the United States, gave him massages, and accompanied him on trips to <coughs> work. For over 15 years, the victims were forced to devote their lives and bodies to the founder of the Kingdom of Jesus Christ, the name above every name, by writing uh, commitment letters to Quilby Prosecutor State. That's just weird. Like, <laughs> I want you to write me a letter telling God how much you love me. <laughs> Quilby, in alley of the Philippine president, who was referred to himself as the appointed son of God, and is believed to be 71, allegedly forced the women and girls to regularly engage in sexual acts with him in what he calls the, quote, nightly duty. Wait, so he's Jesus? Yeah, he said he's he calls himself the appointed son of God. Uh, they, they had to call him sir and pastor, and his accomplices would tell his victims that obedience to Quilby was, quote, God's will. Oh my God, dude. And that night duty was considered a privilege. Wait, <laughs> this is in the Philippines? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said that night, uh, night duty was a privilege and means to salvation. Quilby and two of his top administrators, Teresta Tobias Dandum, 59, and Felina Sinaras, 50, have been charged with orchestrating a sex trafficking operation. Federal prosecutors announced this week girls and young women were forced into sex with a church leader under threats of eternal damnation. Can you believe it? Did it say how they fucking busted them? Uh, it didn't say specifically, but the 42-count indictment includes nine defendants, 
and expands on charges filed last year against three of the church administrators. It's probably girls going around telling other girls that they gotta fuck old men or they're gonna go to hell. Well, it's uh, terrible. I think it has something to do because they they ended up like they brought the church members illegally to the United States like on fraudulent visas for like basically like these purposes like to bring them with them and also to solicit money for a bogus charity that financed like the mega churches operations of going around the world and fucking kids yeah well that's pretty much it like they they had these kids come over so people could fuck them for a quote charity that they could fund to go around and keep doing this it's wild uh they say that some members who solicited money for the church were forced into sham marriages so like just Jesus Christ! <laughs> and they <were> also <laughs> the times are we living in? Holy fuck! They're living in the dark ages. <laughs> you were just talking about the wheel of t- wheel of time. It just keeps coming back. It just keeps coming back. Uh, they also arranged for fraudulent student visas for other members so they can continue collecting money from the church. <coughs> well, <laughs> at least they got them. Yeah. These are the people that only get 10 fucking years and be right back out. Yeah. Get 10 years even though he was doing it for 15. Well, it's not the Philippines that is prosecuting him because, like, like I said, the president of the Philippines is, like, a friend with him. So it's uh, it's because they brought them to, to America, America and then they got caught here and then they're being prosecuted. Well, yeah, they love that shit in the Philippines. They'll only ever get, like, 10 fucking years. Sure. At least someone got him because if they would have stayed in the Philippines, it would have just kept happening until this fucker died. I mean, it's still just it's still just happening with someone else. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to be welcome back. You just said the president's friends with like. Unless we keep them. So I'm assuming you guys know all about like let's go Brandon, right? <laughs> You've heard about that? Let's go Brandon. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> so uh, I think it was a football game and people were shouting like fuck Joe Biden. Okay. But there were like the like the caster like whatever was like talking about it. He was like, "Oh, they're saying let's go Brandon cuz like it's going live over there. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to be saying fuck, you know. So he's trying to like cover it over. And now that's just become like the code word for saying fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> people say let's go Brandon. <laughs> and so uh there's mixed reactions from residents of Brandon, uh, Minnesota, after Let's Go was attached to their city signs. <laughs> I just... If you're gonna say fuck Joe Biden, just say it. Like, that's the great thing about America. You can say that. Like, there's no read to, like, cover it over with code words and stuff. Yeah, the Facebook government will fucking get daughter. rid of it anyway. What? Facebook will get rid of it anyway. <laughs> So the small town of Brandon, Minnesota has gone viral after someone attached the word let's go to the city signs. Uh, it's become popular on social media as an expletive anti-Biden phrase. Uh, the city officials said there were six signs that were a- a- added the warning. They just... <laughs> they got unlucky when their town was named Brandon. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Douglas County Emergency Management Director say that some pieces were cardboard taped up on the sign while others were nailed down with plywood. <laughs> so there's a couple people going out doing it. <laughs> One resident says she looks at these as a simple joke. I think it's funny. I mean, in the world, everything is depressing as far as everything COVID-related. It was fun as a community to have a good <laughs> said Jana Lee. Uh, She's guilty. She was doing it, too. 
people take the let's go Brandon the wrong way. <laughs> Another resident who declined to comment on camera out of fear for her safety said that the language was not appropriate and made such a small town look bad. <laughs> language. She also mentioned this isn't the first time political views were on full display. She says in the past, Dem- Democratic and Black Lives Matter signs were torn down by members of the community. That should mean it's probably not a shock here in rural Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching the show. It's called Shades of America with Kamal Bell. He's like a comedian. Mm-hmm. He's also on CNN. He goes around just like talking to like a bunch of like. Yeah, isn't he like a? Uh, what's his nationality? Hey, he's black. Yeah, I thought he was like Muslim. Of some sort. No, I think he's Christian. Okay. Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought he was. But yeah, I've seen that shit too. Uh, wait, he just goes around talking to like, like, small groups, you know what I mean? Like, like he, like not like. In America or other countries? In America. Like, he. Of of different ethnicities. Oh yeah, like, so I mean some, but he also like talked to like hipsters and like people who live off the grid and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Just like. I don't know, like, niche communities. But, uh... What was I going with that? <laughs> oh, oh, like, in this first episode, he goes and talks to the clan. KKK? <laughs> yeah. And they, like, go to, like, and they go to, like, a cross-burning and everything and gets to watch it. What state were they in? Uh, Alabama, maybe? Seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like somewhere you could find a good cross-burning. Carolina or something. But, uh... <laughs> It was weird. Like, they all took dress up in their, like, white robes and shit, and they go around and it's like, do you accept the light of Jesus, brother? <laughs> and then he's like, yes, I do. And they light his torch, and they all go around in the circle where everyone has their torches, and they throw it on the cross, and it burns down. And they're like, for Jesus, for whites, for Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> Did he throw his torch, too? Oh, no, he was just there. He was just walking. <laughs> well, obviously, they didn't let him fucking participate. <laughs> You accept the light, brother? <laughs> Hold on. You ain't allowed to be here. I love Jesus just like you. <laughs> that Dave Chappelle skit. Oh, that's just weird. I just don't, like, you got, like, the nerdiest names. Like, there's, like, the White Dragon. There's, like, the Grand Wizard. Yeah. Or, uh... They're usually a bunch of nerds, and that's the only way they can do anything. In fucking Django Unchained, when, like, the KKK are going to do that, like, who got these fucking eye holes? I can't see shit. (laughs) (laughs) Can we do it without the bags? (laughs) And, like, the guy... My wife spent all night... Slaving over these bags for you ungrateful (laughs) sons of bitches. You know what? Make your own next time. He's like, he's like, he's like, don't ever ask me your mind for nothing again. That <laughs> <laughs> is such a funny movie. And they finally do story, and they're like, I can't see shit. <laughs> this time we'll wear the mask. <laughs> so uh, there was a river in Hawaii that smells like beer, and it discovered to be alcoholic. A river? Yeah. How? Is there a fucking beer plant just leaking? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, a stream which flows into a creek in Waipo, Hawaii, on the island of Oh. Oh. It's O A H U. Say it again. 
Ow. A-H-U. <laughs> uh, it was the river was so alcoholic that, quote, you would think it was a beer pub that hadn't opened its door for three or four days. A visitor told the news. Uh, an independent laboratory found that almost 1.2% of the water was alcoholic. And it was reported by New Nails Hawaii, almost 0.4% of the water was sugar. Shit. So it's only going to get, like, more alcoholic as it goes on. Cape <laughs> Man balls. Uh, the area around Diamond Head is fairly industrial and home to a number of businesses, such as Paradise Beverages, who, are well kn- uh, who make well-known beers for brands as Kohula Brewery and Aloha Beer Company. The company told New Nails Hawaii that is unsure that what is causing the alcoholic spillage, although Hawaii's Department of Health and Transportation later confirmed that what was at fault. Right now, we've had the Department of Transportation come in with the representatives, and we're dealing with them, and we've also been contracted by the Department of Health, says Anthony Rao. Uh, both Hawaii's health and transportation departments aided an investigation that found alcohol in containing runoff water from a pipe not far from the H2 interstate. The stream was on the opposite side of the H2 interstate and flowed down into a creek with about a 100-foot drop. <laughs> and then the transport, uh, the transport department, which owns the pipe, informed the Hawaii Health Department that it was Paradise Beverages that had been at fault. And it re- remains unknown if action will be taken for the alcohol content found in the stream. Which a lot of people on social media pointed out was a quarter of the percentage of Coors White, of Coors Light or Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they don't they don't even know if they're gonna fix it. They're just gonna let this beer leak out into the. <laughs> Fuck it, get your beer from the stream. <laughs> you gotta drink like, free tap. That's <laughs> that's some stream beer right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best beer you could ever taste right there. People just fucking drown. Let's go. <laughs> just laying there. Like, like the swift spout comes out. You order a lot of stuff from Amazon? Um, I order not a lot, but every now and then. What if they like left one of their delivery trucks in your driveway? Do I get to keep this shit? Maybe. If they left anything in there. What's the premise? What do you mean? What do you mean he left his truck in somebody's driveway? So a California man is in a four-day standoff with an abandoned Amazon truck in his driveway? (laughs) (laughs) A four-day standoff with an abandoned truck. Uh, A man in California is in a standoff with Amazon because it abandoned one of its delivery vans in his driveway and has failed to remove it for four days. The man, who asked to be identified by his Twitter alias, Captain Lou, said he was worried his employer wouldn't want him to beef with Amazon publicly. Uh, they said his ordeal started when he ordered some quilted northern toilet paper from Amazon. And on Friday night, a Sprinter van pulled up to his house and dropped off a package. And it was just like, it wasn't marked with Amazon or anything. It was just a white, like, Sprinter van. Like, it was just like like the white vans, you know, they have like the big, like, kind of big back compartment. Yeah. Uh... Fifteen minutes later, Lou noticed the van was still there and the driver was struggling to get out of his driveway. And I asked the guy, the driver, if he was okay, Lou said. The driver said he was fine and the check engine light had come on and it had been giving him trouble the entire day and limiting his speed. An hour later, Lou left to pick up his daughter from a football game and noticed the van was still in his driveway. The driver was gone and so were all the packages. It was unlocked with the keys in it. (laughs) Uh, the driver had repositioned the truck so I could get out of the driveway, which is great, Lou said. But after initial contact, the driver didn't say anything, didn't leave a note at all. 
Uh, on Saturday morning, Lou's daughter came into his room and told him the truck had been turned around in the middle of the night. So sure enough, about 8 o'clock in the morning, somebody came and started the truck and drove it down to the street, Lou said. Apparently, it was not capable of going anywhere, so they just put it right back into my driveway, but 180 <laughs> degrees from where it was the night before. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't have just left it on the street? I guess not. <laughs> Uh, whoever turned the truck around wasn't as considerate as the first driver, and Lou couldn't quite squeeze his car out of the driveway after repositioning. <laughs> so I just went and opened the door to the truck, and sure enough, the keys were on the, in the truck, and I just moved it about over about five feet, he said. <laughs> uh, he pointed out it's not an Amazon branded truck, it's just a white sprinter van, typically used by third-party contractors. But it's delivering Amazon goods, Lou said, and it's been in my driveway since Friday night, fully unlocked with the keys in the console. <laughs> Someone come take it. <laughs> Uh, the only cue to the van's problems can be found on a repair order sitting on the passenger seat of the van. According to Lou, who works in the automotive industry, the van has only 400 miles on the odometer and was repaired about two weeks ago at a dealership. When he moved the van, he noticed the check engine light was on. According to the paperwork, it said it looked like the van has an airflow problem that was putting into a restricted driving mode that reduces its horsepower. It's a lemon, Lou said. Uh, he's tried to contact Amazon, but the company hasn't been helpful. He started by tagging Amazon on Twitter and quickly got a direct message from someone at the company with a customer service link that went to a form where he could complain about packages and deliveries. Uh, the rep reached back out to ask if that resolved the issue. I'm not exactly sure there's a button that says stranded tuck in my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another rep reached out to ask if there were any property damage. There's no property damage. It's not a big deal. The truck was just sort of left here. Uh, Do I get to keep it? <laughs> I mean, if they leave it there for like, I think it's like 30, 30 days. days. Yeah, 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 it's yours. Uh, another rep sent him a link to talk to someone immediately. I clicked the link and was connected with someone in cardholder services, Lou said. So I spent about 10 minutes with a very polite but clearly befuddled offshore agent who had no idea how to route my call to the disabled van department. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I have an Amazon credit card now. <laughs> Uh, eventually, Amazon told Lou to call the authorities and have it towed. That's a terrible solution, Lou said. I'm not going to have the vehicle towed. Amazon should just be able to figure this out. <laughs> so now it's an act of defiance. <laughs> <laughs> I did not follow Amazon's instructions to just call the hop cops and have it towed. I also just kind of want to see what happens, Lou said. How long is it going to take for them to figure out that they have a delivery truck that's just sitting somewhere? <laughs> yeah, that's all we know so far. I mean, if that's it's not great. an Amazon affiliate truck, it's not like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's some like third party company yeah, they hired to deliver it. Yeah. So some mom and pop shop somewhere is getting <laughs> fucked over. Where did you leave the van? <laughs> In some guy's driveway. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, if it's there for like 30 days or whatever, I mean, depending on like California's laws or whatever, but. Fix it up, sell it. I mean, fucking even just as is, any money you get for it, it's a fucking profit. <laughs> Put a couch in the back. Do it up. You have your own bang bus. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd do. Put a nice little, just do up the back. Put a nice little, like, TV set up. A little something-something in there. Travel around the country. Yeah. My, uh... Country. The people Price. that own, like, the garage, like, apartment next to, like, my apartment... They have uh, a shagging wagon that's there sometimes. <laughs> like the old, like, Volkswagen, like, bus. Yeah. yeah. The old shagging wagon. Does it have the shag inside? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, like, gone up to it to, like, peep inside. I didn't know if they had it open or anything. I 
don't really see him drive it. It's just there, it's there and then it's gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that's all it's there for. There's just weird shit in there. Like, I, I like the whole time I lived there, I hadn't seen anyone. And like a month or two ago, like someone came in. I think they were like cleaning it out or something. And then like one night, just hear a bunch of gunshots in there. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bunch. I mean, it looked like the guy had like a hunting rifle, and I don't know, probably like four or five. Shooting it in the apartment? Yeah, maybe he signed it in his garage. <laughs> what <know>. the fuck? <laughs> Did you check the house? Any I mean, bullet I didn't, holes? Like, go look in there. Have has people lived in there since? No, it's, they still do. Like, whoever owns it before still has it. Like, I see, still see the guy around. Well, when was this? I don't was know, probably like, like a week ago? No, it's probably like a month and a half ago at this point. Jesus. <laughs> what? Were there any bullet holes showing up in your apartment floor? No, I mean, this garage door's rolled down. Like, he shot it in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that bad? Is that He's bad? on campus! No, it's not. I mean, it's in town, but... I'm pretty sure that... I'm pretty sure that's East Campus. There's a reason you have to go to firing ranges. You can't just shoot a gun in your fucking garage. That's not how that works. That still might be a school zone, and yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a school zone, but it's not like... Yeah, you can't just fire fucking guns for just any old fucking reason around there. That's crazy. Not like you live in the boonies out in Logan. Or you can't even, dude. You can't even have like a fire or like a burn barrel around there without like doing without jumping through the right hoops. Well, that be it's just gonna be structure. No, I'm pretty sure Lockheed because Flemington's. No, we called him that time. Oh, really? Yeah, we were living over on Commerce Street. We called. Well, him then Flemington's even different than Lockhaven. Odd, yeah. Each little borough slash town is it's so annoying. <laughs> The lady was gonna call the cops on us one time. We had a fire in the backyard of Commerce Street, and we were like, "Oh, we'll just call them and see if we're all right to do this first. And like, yeah, as long as it's twenty feet from any structure, you're good. All right. Okay. The day of the week didn't matter. Mm-hmm. No, they just said as long as you're twenty feet from any structure, you're good. Hmm. I mean, I, that seems reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call the cops on you. I'll do you one better. I'll call the cops on me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we figure we might as well find out, you know? Like, so if it's not okay, just we'll just tell put you. it out. Yeah. They'll come over and tell you, just put it down first. So, uh, we got another Florida Man story. Oh, here we go. A uh, Florida man humps dog that attacks owner when confronted, officials say. Man. What? <laughs> Say that again. Florida man humps dog, then attacks owner when confronted. <laughs> what are you doing to my dog? Ah! <laughs> <Bop>. <laughs> a milled man had been arrested after a fight that allegedly started when the man was caught, quote, humping someone's dog, according to the arrest report. John Miller, 33, is charged with domestic violence battery, domestic violence aggravated assault, and criminal mischief. Wait, is this the guy that beat the guy up for humping his dog, or the guy who was doing the humping? Uh... The guy doing the humping is also the guy who did the assault. Okay. Like, the guy it was like, guy was humping dog. Guy was like, stop humping my dog. Guy was like, punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Miller was caught humping a dog, and when the owner confronted him, he said Miller attacked him, punching him in the head and upper body, leaving red marks and cuts, according to the Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Office. The victim said Miller destroyed items in the house and the garage door. He said Miller also grabbed a knife, threatening to kill him, leaving him in fear of his life and his mother's life. Uh, and Miller is now in the Santa Rosa County Jail with $7,000 bond. Only 7000 Was he at least wearing clothes, or was he like... I don't know. They didn't specify. I'd like to imagine he was closed. Like he was, <laughs> it doesn't say he was fucking the dog. Like he wasn't. He was humping. Yeah, he wasn't penetrating the dog. He was just humping the dog. Dog went up, humped his leg. He's like, "I'll show you." It was more a sign of dominance than anything. <laughs> Listen, we were having a moment. You don't have to come over here, sir. I know it's your dog, but he's trying to own me. And I'm not coming home with you two. Fucking <laughs> Florida. Oh, so I said about that Joe Exotic documentary, like the season two earlier. Uh, of course, in the first episode, it shows how they. Oh. So you know how like everyone was trying to get Joe Exotic pardoned by Trump. Apparently, you remember? When, remember when Trump got COVID? Like, and he had to rush the hospital and everything. Apparently, Joe Exotic's, like, people were supposed to have a meeting with Trump when, like, that's when, before, like, like the same time that he got COVID then. But since he got COVID, they couldn't have their meeting. So if Trump ever would have got COVID, Joe Exotic probably would have been reported right now. <laughs> Funny. And then, uh, it was also talking about how, uh... There's like armchair detectives out there, like just people like just shooting online, <laughs> yeah, trying to find out like what happened to Carol Baskin's husband. <laughs> and it was talking about how like the case got reopened and stuff like that. It's funny. I just like that he did that song about her feeding, like <laughs> feeding him to tigers, <laughs> like bad kitty or something like that. <laughs> but it also shows that. Uh, his people, like the free Joe Exotic like team or whatever, was at the January 6th riot, and then they video like a lady come up to him and was like, you don't belong here, we're here for freedom you see any other Joe Exotic signs out there? And they're like, yeah, let's, 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 let's go down the street <laughs> but it was like, of course they were at January 6th why wouldn't they be? that kind of leads to the next story I have here uh a suspected Bay Area Capitol rioter says he fought off hogs and snakes to get asylum in Belarus. He, uh... Oh. So, like, someone who was, like, at January 6th, like, who was, like, in the shit of it, like, not just, like, someone just, like, protesting there. He, uh, like, is in a Belarus now, like, the country, like, seeking asylum for it. Oh, Belarus. What? The country? Yeah. I think it's called Belarus. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was kind of like, what? Belarus? Yeah, I was saying it didn't sound right to me either. <laughs> <laughs> I could be saying it wrong, though, too. No, no, no. You're no. right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the Bay Area man who faces assault charges following the January 6th Capitol riots fled to the Eastern European country of uh, Belarus. 
I was about to say it wrong again. <laughs> I just want I want to say it wrong. I just don't know why. Damn it, Belarus. And he is now reportedly seeking asylum there. Evan Newman, a 48-year-old who was a, a res, uh, who resided in Mill Valley and operated a handbag business up until earlier this year, hopped into Belarusian state television for an interview in which he said that he fled the United States in March and traveled through Italy and Switzerland for, quote, a business trip before eventually landing in Ukraine. Uh, he is one of the hundreds of Americans charged in federal criminal complaint for the January 6th riots. He reportedly can see in body cam footage punching two officers and hitting them with a metal barricade. He, read, he allegedly told officers, according to court documents, I'm willing to die. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that one guy where, like, they, the cops, like, they pulled out, like, into the crowd. And there were, like, people shouting, like, kill him with his own gun. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, uh, Newman said, I do not believe that I've committed any crime. One of the charges was very offensive, Newman said. According to loose translation of his interview, which was dubbed over in Russian... It is alleged that I hit a police officer. There is no reason for this. <laughs> Even though there's video like showing him like fucking punching him. Uh, it was reported in July that he sold his Millberry house in April for 1.3 million following the complaint. So he's definitely like trying to get the bug out. Uh, in the interview, he says that after four months of residing in Ukraine, he was uh, surveyed by the Secret Service of Ukraine the SBU and claimed he was facing political persecution by Ukrainian officials uh, and then he allegedly traversed deep forests and swamps and fended off wild hogs and snakes mm. before arriving in uh, Belarus and seeking asylum and they <laughs> mostly because <laughs> they do not have an extradition treaty with the US I said it again didn't I <laughs> They probably don't have a uh, extradition treaty because I guess they're saying the wrong name. <laughs> I don't know a Belarus. <laughs> There's a delegate from Belarus here. Where the fuck is Belarus? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Send them away. We're sick of these fucking pranksters. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> I just liked it because you had to fight through hogs and snakes to get somewhere. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was something. Would you live somewhere if they had storms and scorpions? Storms? I, oh shit! I what? Saw, I, I saw this one. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, there's just a scorpion storm outside. Don't worry about no. it. No, <laughs> no. So there's three dead and hundreds injured after storms roused scorpions in Egypt. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's like been some bad weather going on. Like all the scorpions have come out from like their burrows and shit, and are just like in the streets. So the deserts or like desert tornadoes can scoop them up and. Just fucking flinging scorpions around. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Fuck that. It's raining scorpions outside, honey. Don't go outside. <laughs> Maybe they weren't seeing mirages. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe toads are just actually raining. Yeah. Maybe they're actually raining fucking insects. 
So three people are dead and hundreds are injured after inclement weather roused hordes of venomous scorpions out of their hiding places into streets and homes. Vicious rain, dust storms, and snow in the southern city of Aswan last week drove out scorpions as well as snakes. Al-Haram, a government-run Egyptian newspaper, reports. Three people have died from scorpion stings and 450 people have been injured by the stings thus far. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, they're like literally poisonous and they have yeah. to like, make anti-venom for it. Uh, those who have been injured are being treated with anti-venom in hospitals as well as medical centers that are located in more remote areas. They probably don't have that much anti-venom fucking made. We gotta start milking these scorpions. <laughs> Just reach outside with the big Officials have even called in doctors who are on vacation to help treat the influx of patients. Uh, and in the meantime, residents are being asked to stay inside their homes. And the governor also limited traffic for a short time, closing local highways to prevent accidents due to limited mobility in the rain. Scorpions seems to be lethal. The Egyptian flat-tailed scorpion, a species found throughout northern Africa, is, partic- is peculiar and has been described as one of the most deadly in the world. So these are just fucking, like, rain from the sky. You stand on the street, you just see, like, a, just, like, a black wave just coming, like, down the street. <laughs> no! Oh man, fuck that! Oh, I did have a video for uh, the last one. There. Ooh. It is nothing too fancy, but I want to make it big. I mean, there's no point in the sound. You're not gonna hear anything. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a cow on a water slide. <laughs> and then he just kind of gives up. He's like, I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> it's not working. How did he get up top? A uh, cow escaped a ranch and then headed to a resort and got stuck on a water slide. Okay. You got so far and that's where it's you're going to end up, buddy. He's, just done. <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm saying here? Like, this has been a fun ride. Come get me now. I'm done. I give up. Well, he took off from a cattle ranch that was located roughly 500 miles west of Rio de Janeiro and ended up on the grounds of a resort called Nova Granda. It somehow managed to get up the stairs of a water slide and then carefully navigated its way down most of it. So this cow basically, I don't know, walked up some stairs apparently. Uh, it really wanted, just really wanted to. What would have happened if it would have gotten to the pool? I, mean, I think they could swim. Well, it didn't, there wasn't even any water, though. Not on the slide, but I think the pool had water in it. Did it? Yeah. Uh, he drowned. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I've never seen a cow swim. I think they can swim. Hmm? It can. But can hmm. they find the way to get out? Yeah, that's the, it's like, how long can they swim for is the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... The cow basically just glances around apprehensively at the top of the slide, clatters its hooves down to clumsy first turn, then stands up and decides the situation is more trouble than it's worth. And so it's stuck in place, it just looks towards the camera and the person filming them, both of them probably wondering how to get it out of this predicament. Uh, they say the slide was approved 450 pounds, but with the cow weighing more than 700, they were surprised that it didn't just like crash through the slide. Wasn't the cow about to be slaughtered too? Oh yeah, it was like on a like basically going towards a slaughterhouse, and yeah. it got out somehow. 
But uh, for, for one last hoorah. <laughs> yeah, it says the cow is destined for the slaughterhouse, but the owner of the ranch it fled from now wants to keep it as a pet and has named the cow Toboga, which is Portuguese for slide. <laughs> <laughs> you tried, you failed, so I'll keep you. I like you. <laughs> Stick around. You got heart, kid. <laughs> None of these other ones, they don't try. <laughs> I like me a cow that tries. You got some spunk. Was <laughs> <laughs> that it? Yeah, that was my last one. <laughs> Fun fact about cows They can swim up to three miles Holy shit They still gotta find the exit <laughs> That's still pretty good I mean if, I think if it gets to the shallow It could probably stand Oh yeah It couldn't figure it's way down the slide Yeah Maybe it just didn't want to. Maybe it was like this is a good place to. Maybe it was like this is a good place to hide. <laughs> no one would see me here. <laughs> They'll never guess to check here for a cow. That's a good point. It's a good point. Why would you check the resort pool for the cow? <laughs> I mean, it's probably not something that's on like the security checklist. That's for sure. Yeah. Check. Make sure there's no cows in the pool. It might be on there now. Yeah, now it is. <laughs> no cows in the slide. Nope. Got it, Jerry. All right, we're good to open. <laughs> uh, we had a cat when we lived out in the valley. He would just go out and, like, come back just, like, fucked up. And one time we found out it was, like, basically just, like, fighting coyotes. Coyotes? Yeah. Did you see it? <laughs> That's what my mom said. She said she saw it one time. It, like one like one time it came back like a bunch of like a skin was like ripped off like the front of its arm and like its throat was like really fucked up. What? Yeah, it was crazy. That motherfucker was a badass. Did it survive after that one? Uh, I mean, we saw it like after that some because like it it wasn't like a house cat or anything like this was like a cat that just like lived outside like we would put some. Like, Dude, but still, like, I mean, it's like we wouldn't see it like often and stuff. But to get to a coyote and a cat. We saw it like a couple times after that, but it wasn't like this cat had to have been so savage. <laughs> like this had to have been like the like just the king of all fucking cats. Like it, I just like coyotes. Like what are you, the only thing it could do is possibly like blind it. Maybe I don't know, <laughs> dude. That's fucking nuts. He had some crazy cat. We called it socks. <laughs> He'll knock your socks off. Well, because it had like the like white paws and stuff. Red. <laughs> oh, bloody up. Dude, that's fucking nuts. A cat that fights coyotes. For fun. Yeah, apparently. The fact that you said that it came back once with its like shoulder, like like flesh hanging up. Yeah, but it still came back. Fucked up. But it still came back is the fucking crazy part. What'd you do for it? I mean, we didn't really. Hey, you couldn't like you couldn't like get it. Like, did he die? I mean, we saw it like a couple times after that, but not very much, and it wasn't wasn't doing good. He died. <laughs> He went out like a Viking. Sometimes you gotta go out in your shield, buddy. Damn, that's nuts. <laughs> coyote fighting cat. Yeah, coyote fighting cat. That's insane. 
It's been another good episode of Room to Talk. I'm Bud Walker. Happy. We'll see you next week, kids. Shit. That was just a flashback. This is fucking stupid.